0: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. better late than never? Welcome. It's my favorite. Fucking Anton Lander. All right, no time. No time for an intro. We're going to do a quick little farewell to Kyler Yamamoto and clean Kossin, both of which traded yesterday. I was going to do this yesterday, but by the time I got home, I had to go around. I had to turn around to go to Blink. Man, if My voice sounds a little bit hoarse today. It's because I was screaming. I was singing. I was screaming. And I loved it. As always, I'm going to start out with a shout out to the audio department, Trill Joel Field Rentals, and Betway for making the podcast possible. Let's dive right into it. Yesterday, Edmonton Oilers announced that they had traded Kyler Yamamoto and Cleem Costin. That's right, Kyler and Cleem. No, to the Detroit Red Wings for future considerations. Future considerations. Is there a trade return more insulting than future considerations? Basically what I learned yesterday, and this is anecdotal. I'm waiting for somebody to actually confirm this. Maybe I'll talk to Frank Saravalli about it and see if that actually happens. But future considerations apparently means the Red Wings did the Oilers a solid, took Kyle Yamamoto's cap space. Seems like it took Clean Costin's rights as the payment to take said three point million dollars in cap space, and the future considerations is just that next time the Oilers are in Detroit, that uh, Steve Eiserman takes everybody out for dinner or something. That's what I heard. Again, anecdotal. Don't quote me on that because I don't actually know if that's true. But the point here is the Oilers got zero in return, apart from, of course, cap space. Up against the cap ceiling, I guess, the Oilers really don't have a lot of space. Currently, as of today, Friday, June 30th, nothing's happened yet, though I do see a rumor that apparently Matthias Janmark is coming back at a $1 million contract we'll see if that actually happens tomorrow but as of today june 30th at ten fifty three in the morning the others have 8.1 million dollars in cap space you got to imagine most of that is going to go to or at least a sizable chunk of that is going to go to the evan bouchard extension that's also going to go to ryan mcleod needs a new contract nick bustad looks like he's moving on if matthias Yanmark comes back at a million bucks there's you know we're starting to run out of space here connor brown what does that look like two and a half two and a quarter can't be three, right? Can't be. We'll see what happens, though. As for the trade that happens yesterday, I was sad, man. Like the Kyle Yamamoto trade I was expecting. We were all expecting that one. We were all expecting the Oilers to move on from Kyle Yamamoto. We had basically been hearing it since the day the season ended. They go, oh, well, the Oilers don't have a whole lot of cap space. They need to resign Evan Bouchard. How are they going to do it? Blah, blah, blah. Kyle Yamamoto, he's the one to go. He's the one that's got to go. If it's not him, it's going to be Warren Fogel. If it's not Warren Fogel, who knows who they're going to trade? So I guess none of that is surprising. For me, though, it sucks, man. Kylie Yamamoto is a guy who he gets in your face. He plays an aggressive style of hockey. I like the way he plays. He's got that dog in him, you know? He's got that dog in him. But at the size he is, I've always, you know, it's concerning when you're that small. The buyout right now, uh, it's a cheap one because he's a young guy at $3.1 million and $3.2 million in salary to be bought out. At one third, it is looking at $433,000 on the Red Wings books this year, $533,000 on their books next year. So not a whole lot. What's interesting, though, is now Yamamoto becomes a free agent. Would there be any interest? And I'm just... Dude, listen... I'm just talking out my ass here. I don't know anything about anything. But would there be any interest in Yamamoto coming right back to Edmonton on a cheap contract? If Kyler Yamamoto comes back and say he wants to sign for a million bucks, are you doing that? I think I might. Obviously a popular teammate. He's got a 20-goal season under his belt. He's still young. He's obviously a popular teammate. Connor and Leon's little buddy. Would you do it for a million bucks? I think I might. I don't know if it works. Could you get say an instance tomorrow on July 1st. Happy Canada Day, by the way, everybody. We might do another reaction episode of the podcast tomorrow, depending on what happens. But is there a situation where the Oilers get Connor Brown and Kyler Yamamoto? I don't know. I don't know anything about anything, though. What I will say is I was the one that broke the Yamamoto trade yesterday. Check the receipts on Twitter. Who had it first that there was going to be a Yamamoto trade? You know it was me. The disappointing part of the news for me is Kaleem Kostin. Man, I fucking love that guy. In 57 games, he had 11 goals, 10 assists for 21 points. It's not the craziest production. It just seemed like, and I talked about this on the main episode of Better Late Than Ever on Wednesday, it just seemed like if he was chasing the bag after, you know, 103 NHL games total, uh, the most outside of last year that he played with the Oilers was in 2021-22 with the St. Louis Blues. He had 40 games under his belt, four goals, five assists. I mean... Chasing the bag didn't make sense to me. He he said all the things that tickled our heart, you know, throughout the season. I love being an Edmonton Oiler. I'm so proud to play in front of all of you. But when push comes to shove, he was chasing the bag. And now it looks like, at least according to Mark Spector, that the Detroit Red Wings are going to sign him for the money closer to $2 bucks that he wanted from the Oilers. That The Oilers just, I bet they wanted to do it, but you just can't. You can't. They have no space. And the thing with Clean Costin is, if you remember, a lot of those goals came on an absolute heater when his shooting percentage was sky high at the end of the season. So I get the nervousness from the Oilers' perspective, but for me, this one sucks. He was so much fun, not only on the ice. He was big. He's tough. He can score. But he was also fun. Like the shenanigans with Tony Brar on camera, you know, pouring water down Tony's coat. I love that. All the speeches that he would give, the funny quotes from him, very animated looking player. He seemed to be so pumped anytime anything good happened for him. So I'm going to miss him, but I'm also going to miss Kyle Yamamoto too, because this is a guy who the Oilers drafted 22nd overall, turned into nothing. Only, uh, what is that, seven years later? Six years later, drafted 22nd overall in 2017. 244 games played with the Edmonton Oilers, though. Kali Yamamoto only had 50 goals, 68 assists for 118 points. The biggest problem is just the health, you know? He's just a small dude. Last year was a scary one. He got banged up. He's got that neck injury or whatever it was, and it kept him out for a while, and he just wasn't the same player. In 2021-22, he had 20 goals and 21 assists through the 81 games. He was relatively healthy. It's just, I think when you're a guy that small, there's always going to be some concerns. He's listed at 5'8", but I've seen him in person. I don't know if I buy that. Either way. So what is the reaction? I guess I don't know. It's, I'm bummed out. Yamamoto, I had already Yamamoto, my heart had already been preparing to say goodbye to him for, you know, weeks now. But Clem Costin, this one's new and it hurts. I'm thinking about the memes. I'm thinking about how I came up with the nickname Real Clem Shady. Again, check the receipts on Twitter. Now I can't, what, is Detroit going to use that? Probably not. Are they going to have as fun with the Mr. Kleem memes and the Kleem is heem memes that happen in Edmonton? Probably not. They're all boring and stuffy. It sucks, man. We're going to see him do whatever he does in Detroit, and it sucks because ultimately we were being like, we got Kleem Kostin for Dmitry Samorakov, and he was never going to play on the Edmonton Oilers, and that's a great trade by Uncle Ken, and then like a year later, less than a year later, because he got picked up closer to the start of the last season. Less than a year later, Clem Costin traded to the Detroit Red Fings for literally nothing. A smile and a milkshake down the line. At least that's what it seems like. Love to know what you guys think about this trade. Hit me up at JSBMBagMilk on Twitter. Hi, my name is BagMilk on Instagram. I've also got the YouTube page. Go pop on over to that. I might drop these episodes over onto that YouTube page as well just to populate it a little bit. Again, it's going to be interesting to see what the Oilers do here coming up. They've got $8.17 million in cap space. They've got 17 of 23 players already locked in. The core is locked in. Connor's here. Leon's here. Zach's here. Or Hyman's here. Nuge is here. Kane's here. Fogle, he's here for now. I assume he's going to be. I wonder if the plan and it's not, it, I actually don't mind this one for a clean cost. as an example, he was going to be in your, probably your top nine at best, your bottom six. Most likely is the plan. Probably just to sub in Dylan Holloway in that spot. And give him those minutes. He's going to save some money. He's a player that the others drafted. They've got high hopes for him. He's got skills, speed. Didn't play a lot of games last year. Didn't get a lot of at bats. It was his like rookie season grinded his way through it. I bet that's the plan. I don't hate the plan. I'm just sad about Cleem. I would have rather. Here's how, here's how I'll say. If Matthias Yammark is indeed signing with the Oilers for a million bucks, and that's just the rumor on Twitter right now, I would have rather Cleem Coston and a million bucks. But I get it. I get it. You've only got so many opportunities to make this money when you're playing in the NHL. Cleem Coston also had the KHL. Uh, Mark Spector reporting Avant Garde Omsk was trying to sign him as well. So he kind of had that in his pocket. Now it just seems like he's going to sign a couple a two-year deal with Detroit sucks, man. It sucks, but that's pro sports, especially when a flat cap happens again, the cap has only gone up $2 million in the four years. Ken Holland has been GM. This is the kind of shit that happens when you've got a flat cap and you've just got some tough decisions to make. You got some tough decisions to make. We need to get more people producing on cheap deals. Like I'm looking at Matias Yanmark needs to stay healthy and chip in Dylan Holloway. He's on his ELC. He needs to produce at 925 Derek Ryan. We need you to produce at 900 K. It's just the way it goes in the NHL and the cap world, man, and getting some of these deals done is cold and it's unfortunate and it sucks, but that's pro sports, baby. That's pro sports. So we'll see what happens. Tomorrow, we're going to kick off the free agency. Uh, We're going to kick off free agency at Oethers Nation. Of course, I'm going to have the live blog going up first thing in the morning before it starts. I'm hoping to catch some of those early rumors in the live blog tomorrow morning, but we'll see what happens. I'll probably be back with another episode of Better Late Than Never reaction episode when I get home from the office, but we'll see. So until then, farewell, Kylo Yamamoto. Maybe we'll see you again as early as tomorrow for a million dollars if your boy Bag Milk has his way. Although I did, let me say, I'll put that out on Twitter. Before you ask, by the way, there is no rule against that. Because the Detroit Red Wings are the ones that bought him out, he's not supposed to sign in Detroit for a year, but Detroit bought him out, so he can come right back to Edmonton if he wants. So before you say it, it's possible. It is interesting, though, that I put it out on Twitter. I'm like, maybe he comes back, and everybody's like, no. All right. (laughs) <laughs> uh rusty just says no sugar shane just says no let me check on the nation oh, account i also posted it there the account that was very funny on twitter people just like i don't know i don't know we'll see what happens come back to us uh sign yamamoto and then trade him for Costin. that one's from ryan McWolf just says, come back to us. Um, Jeff says, I think that's against the rules. It is not. Austin says, I'm looking at Duchesne as a third line center. Too bad it's probably impossible. That is a spicy bio too. He was making 8 million bucks in Nashville. Uh, Travis says now that I think of it, Connor or Leon didn't say anything about him getting traded like they did with Barry and Pooley Arvey. sign him for league minimum. It's genius. That one's from Jack Scott just says, no, I hope not. Uh, L says, I hope the Kraken picks up their hometown boy. That wouldn't be surprising at all. Handsome Rob just says, no, please. No. So my idea is not overly pop- popular, with some. I, uh, I disagree. Yamamoto could be a good player. At a million bucks, I don't think anybody would be upset with Kyler Yamamoto scoring 20 goals at a million dollars, would you? Maybe next year you've got to do the whole song and dance where you trade up somewhere else again. I don't know. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Anyway, there you have it for the audio department. Joe Field Rentals and Betway. Just a little taste, just a little reaction episode for the Kyler Yamamoto and clean cost and trade. So how do we sum it up? Let's sum it up here, bag milk. Let's get moving. You gotta get dressed. You gotta get showered. You stick like punk rock. You gotta go to the office. All right. So let's just wrap it up. One future considerations. What does that mean, anyway? When do we collect? I feel like we should get some kind of uh, update when future considerations have been collected. Now, think about it. Uh, Dylan Wells. He was traded off the Oilers' depth chart for future considerations earlier. Uh, Alex Stalock nominated for the Masterton Trophy this year in the NHL Awards. He was traded away from the Oilers' depth chart for frigid considerations. I would like to see us what we received for those. Was it a sandwich? What kind of sandwich? What was the bread? What kind of cheese did we have? Anyway, there you have it. A little reaction episode of Better Late Than Never. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful Canada Day long weekend. Die, die. Bye.